Hello and welcome to Bored and Sassy. I'm Val. And I'm Sam. And we're here to bring you Disney news, discussion, and opinions with a sassy grown-up bent. Uh, today we're going to talk about a bunch of news that mostly has been impacted by or is related to COVID-19, but there is news. And some silly shit, I guess. So, uh, the parks are open. Yep. (laughs) Why are the parks open? Because economy. Capitalism. Capitalism. No, um, Magic Kingdom and Animal Kingdom opened on the 11th. Epcot and Disney's Hollywood Studios opened on the 15th. There were AP previews before that, which looked fine. Yeah, I, I keep saying over and over again that if the actual opening looked as responsible as the cast member previews right. videos did, then we would be fine. This would be reasonable. But the same is also true for like Florida and other states where if everyone was being as responsible as that opening looked, then we wouldn't have this problem in the first place. So my whole issue is I'm very, I'm, there's egg all over my face because here I was a couple months ago saying, oh, Walt Disney World is waiting because they want to be safer. They're waiting a month after Universal Studios Orlando opens so that if there's a spike or anything bad happens, they can just be like, you know what? We've decided for safety reasons to not open the parks. And then no, they fucking in the middle of a spike in the middle of Florida, having the highest daily case rates in any state in the country for this entire pandemic, surpassing New York, surpassing everywhere else, becoming the new fucking hotspot of the country. And Walt Disney World still fucking opened. Yep. I am embarrassed that I thought better of them uh, because you can... It looked like, yes, there was plexiglass everywhere and people were wearing masks and so on and so forth, but I just don't know how it's a good idea to have theme parks be open and operating at this point in 2020. I don't see that there is a way to make it actually be safe. And I I said this the last couple of times that we talked about the possibility of them opening and my level of comfort. Um, the, The whole problem is that, especially when people are at Disney on vacation, they are bad about thinking about other people like they are they're bad at being considerate and that's and that's kind of a normal thing when people are on vacation they're kind of spacey and self-absorbed because they really deserve that vacation and that's okay i deal with that i will bitch about people walking 11 wide in a crowd without thinking (laughs) about the impact on traffic flow um but i live with it because i get it because i'm also there um for me i'm not there i mean i try to be considerate but i'm not there to be considerate for other people i'm there because i really need a vacation and i'm really excited about it and so i get that the problem is when you get a whole bunch of people that are being a little bit self-absorbed in a situation where it's really dangerous for people to be unaware of the safety of other people around them that just spells disaster i i feel like we are heading headlong towards um, not only just a, you know, Florida lockdown again, if we can ever convince government that it's a good idea, um, but also just a reclosure of the parks, because I feel like they're going to get a whole bunch of negative press once 
more stories like when the pandemic was first really right. picking up. You know, we we had a few big stories about, you know, such and such person dies after yeah. contracting yeah. the virus, probably at Disney World. Yeah. And I feel like that's going to happen again because it's going to be viewed, no matter how careful they are, no matter what steps they're taking, there are going to be pictures of the things that they didn't plan well enough for or that people aren't following the rules on where it's going to be a cluster. Well, and there have already been some stories. So part of the thing is that I think from what I've, and I haven't looked deep into all of the numbers in Florida, but I think Miami-Dade has it the worst. And so I think there's this perception that like, well, if Miami-Dade has it the worst, then Orange County isn't that, you know, as much of a worry. And it's like, well, right, but where do you think everyone who's going to Disney World is coming from? They're not, I mean, some of them are coming from other areas of the country right now, but the vast majority of people who are going to visit during this time are going to be Floridians. Yeah, and it's it's tough because if the the vast majority or even half or even a third of the people visiting a park in a pandemic situation are from the local high count population and frankly a lot of the other people who are going to be visiting are within driving distance, which means right. they're in other right. states that are also maybe not as bad off, but pretty close. But like we've close, seen Georgia you know? fudging their numbers, you right. know. Georgia right. effectively has been Changing the numbers on their county case map every day, but changing the colors, what range the colors represent. So the state is not getting redder only because they change which range is red every day. Right. So it's not like, oh, over 300 is right. red. It's They're just moving the Tuesday, goalposts every it's day. over 300. Yeah. <laughs> Thursday, under 600 is all blue. Like, right. so it's... There are there are concerns about the South and and those again yeah most of those places that are in driving distance are solidly in the places the the areas that have cases increasing, and they've already today they had to um, clarify that no yeah you can take your mask off to eat or drink but you can't be fucking walking around with food and drink to get around the mask rule right because there were people doing that and so they've already had to kind of clarify that and for the most part oh, from i'm walking what with a churro well exactly no walking around with your mickey pretzel um but i've for the most part in the footage i've seen in the pictures i've seen so far people seem to be complying like that's fine, but I still wouldn't necessarily trust everyone to. And the other thing is, I think it was during the AP previews, some woman probably just like had heat stroke, but it was some vlogger and her friend were there. And like the woman was fucking puking and shit and refused to leave the park. Yeah. Like, the, like went to first aid and they were like, you need to leave if you're having these kinds of symptoms because like coronavirus can have those kinds of symptoms. And they were like, oh, no, no, I'm going to stay. I want to stay, whatever. And it was just like, like, that's the fucking problem is that if you normally, if you're on a trip, right? I mean, this happened in January. Um, the friends I was going to meet up with there were sick. I knew I was going to get sick, but we weren't going to not go to the parks because we spent all this money to go on vacation. So the the struggle right now is that if you're going, especially from out of town, but even if not, if you've spent two or three thousand dollars, nobody wants to stay back in the hotel room just right. because they have the sniffles. So yep. it's just it's a tough it's a tough thing to try to navigate um, in in a situation where people aren't going to want to comply and they're going to want to hide their symptoms or drug themselves to heck so they don't have the sniffles or whatever. 
and I mean, the parks aren't open that late and you can't do half the stuff that I want to do and you can't park hop. You still have to make reservations. And so here's, here's an idea. And I promise this isn't just because I now work in the insurance industry, but maybe they just need to like require some sort of, you know, compulsory, uh, vacation insurance so that, you know, travel insurance so that that way, if you get sick, when you get there, um, you, you know, it's not that Disney needs to cover your, your stay so that you can come again when you're well. Um, but some way to, to make sure that, you know, people don't have, uh, an incentive to go to the parks when they are potentially yeah. very The problem sick, is if but... you're part of the way through your trip and that's when you start getting the sniffles, you can't retroactively, like it's not, yeah, there's no fair. practical way to do it. And I wish that there was, but, um, but the situation we're in is that the parks are open certain like again you can't you can't park hop which to me like almost make doesn't make it worth going because you can't park hop there's nothing going on late at night which is like some of the most fun that we have is in the dark running around especially Um, because we've we've been getting up later and then staying out we've been progressively becoming those old people who like wake up at nine or ten don't leave the hotel room till 11 30 and then stay out till one in the morning and like you can't do that right now. And that's a fundamental part of the experience for me is my days being so long and doing so much that time slows down. Yep. And so like we took last week off and just did a staycation because we needed a breaks from our job. Like you need, you still need time off even if you're not going anywhere. We needed breaks and we wanted to do some stuff around the house. And so we took a week off and it didn't feel like as much of a vacation because for the same reason that I can't like go read a book on a beach for a week either. I'm not good. Like time goes too fast in those situations for me. And it was still restful, but it was not the same degree of relief where it's like I was down there for a day when I was the first day in January, it felt like I'd been there for a week. And that's what you can't really capture without it. There's also this factor and and part of the reason why uh, certainly I, and, and I think a lot of people like like us, um, really like a Disney vacation specifically, is that feeling of now that I am here, I am like in, you know, with capital letters on vacation right. and taken care of. There's and nothing like I that. can do. I don't right. have to get up to do my dog right. or cat. I don't have to worry about my pets. I don't have to worry about my house. I don't have to feed myself except going somewhere and finding food. Right. The only responsibility that you have is to enjoy yourself. And that's a really powerful thing. That's that's part of why I like it so much is compared to like, you know, let's go tour a, a city in Europe or something like that. That's really cool. I really want to do that at some point. Right. Um, but it requires a lot of, of effort and energy and in some cases stress and anxiety. Um, and more planning. Right. And a lot my more body planning. to be working yep. and all of that. Um, like, uncertainty around how much it's going to cost yep. for everything you want. You know, so many, yep. so many factors. And part of why I find, it, no matter how exhausted I am after it, um, part of the reason why I find it to be valuable rest, valuable leisure time to go on a Disney World vacation is because of that the 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 complete commitment to being truly on vacation right. and enjoying myself and then also like you said packing my days with things that are are right. fun so it's it's tough because i i agree i feel like we would not really be getting that experience if we were to go down there right now even without pandemic concerns just with the hours and you know the you know closed attractions and reduced throughput and everything um i don't think it would be very fulfilling and right it'd be like oh wow the parks are so empty this is cool we can ride everything but that's not like 
riding everything isn't why we go either. And yeah, like right. you can see the part, you can see everything and it's empty and you could get around better, but it's just the reason we, I mean, we're from the Boston area. Nothing fucking stays open late here. Right. It's right. nice to be able to just be out really late in the, the evening and just get to like, feel like your day was forever long. And so I think that's the biggest struggle is that it doesn't feel like there's any time, like any, I don't, I don't know when I will be comfortable going back. Um, my, my hope was that like maybe by September, like, cause this was, you know, the last time we recorded was maybe a month or two ago. Right. Things were a and lot I, more optimistic. Things yeah. were a lot more optimistic just because of the fact that we were in pseudo lockdown. I will never say that we got this country into full lockdown as much as everyone wants to no. pretend we did. We didn't go into lockdown, but at that point we had somewhat slowed, I won't say we fully flattened the curve, but we had slowed the growth of the coronavirus in the United States, the novel coronavirus, COVID-19, yada, yada. So that, it felt like a couple months ago, maybe it was realistic to hope that, oh yeah, we could go at some point this calendar year. I don't know if that's going to be true. Um, I took a week off in September. My, you know, I got back from vacation and then my boss immediately emailed being like, you don't have enough vacation planned throughout the year. So <laughs> I planned a week off in September and I planned off the like sort of last day of November, first week of December. Maybe by that point, maybe by December, if like that's the thing, if they're really fast tracking vaccines. And to me, the other thing is if they fast track vaccines, but also if something like, I think it's remsetivir, if they find a good treatment that means it's yeah. not as fatal, fine. That's the other thing that we're lacking. It isn't that I th I'm, have my concerns about a vaccine anyway. I am not uh, an epidemiologist. I am not a scientist. I am not a doctor. But there are concerns about a virus like this, how long they've already been saying, well, uh, even if you had it, it might not keep you immune that long. So there are all these concerns to consider. Um, but again, so to me, the vaccine would be nice, but it would also be good if we did find an antiviral that works really effectively against it. And so if any of those things happen, then maybe by December. But I'm pissed because, again, I know for you this wasn't the case, but the last time we recorded, I was hopeful because we were fucking turning the numbers down. Right. And then everything went to hell again because we were determined to have Memorial Day and we were determined to have the 4th of fucking July. And, and you're just seeing footage of people acting like it's normal life. Oh, we're outside. We don't have to wear masks. And you're like, yeah, if you're all packed in like fucking sardines, you sure should still be fucking wearing masks. So yeah. I'm, I don't know when we're going to be comfortable going back. I'm, I'm dreaming and wishing it will be sometime this year. If not, our passes have been extended so far out into April, mid-April 2021, which is uh, the four months that the parks were closed plus an extra month, which is like supposed to be holding you over for the restrictions they have and stuff, which uh, I kind of hope that they push that longer. And I might ask, like, do you have plans to? I might try to push on that and see what they say. But if not, hopefully we figure something out by early enough 2021 that we could fucking go before those passes expire. Because if yeah. we don't, it's going to feel really stupid that I didn't just ask for a refund. But I, I'm I'm trying to hold on to some hope here. Yeah. And I mean, I, as you sort of alluded to there, yeah, I've been more pessimistic since the beginning, in part because I, I didn't want to get my hopes up, but also in part because 
Um, I'm more of more of a scaredy cat yep. um, than you have been. So yep. my brain was like, hell no, absolutely yeah, not. Yeah, you were like, fuck no. And um, I was like, oop, divorce button. Yeah. Like, <laughs> we found an issue. Yep. But I think I think we are at a point now where um, the the big factor that is going to allow us to feel comfortable is if there's an effective vaccine or, like you said, if there are very effective antivirals deployed in great numbers, because mm-hmm. that's the other thing, too. Right, is that, if we have know, enough. But even still, the, the challenge there is that the, the you know, period uh, of time where people are asymptomatic and potentially spreading it um, is long, and some people may spread it without ever showing symptoms, which right. means that those people may end up with blood clots and lung damage yeah. that they don't the even whole... know about. So there's that whole like other <laughs> there's this other whole thing where we're pretending that the right. death rate's the only thing that matters right. when no, right. you're potentially creating an entire generation of humans who are going to have serious organ issues like within the next five to ten years that are potentially debilitating or disabling. And then how do you deal with that? But well, it'll certainly push forward the science on growing <sighs> organs in a lab, Jesus. but. Um, I do think I do think that there is one thing, and it, again, I'm not a doctor, I'm not an epidemiologist, but one thing that I've been thinking about a lot is that from the perspective of capitalism, if we had a vaccine that was only effective for two to three months at a time, you better believe that those pharmaceutical companies would love to sell you a booster shot every oh, three yeah, months yeah. until the pandemic has fully passed. Uh-huh. And, you know, frankly... Um, the insurance companies would probably pay for it because it supports the narrative that the system works. Right. So um, I, you know, cynical as I am, um, I think that there is some likelihood that even if we have a vaccine that is very short in its effective duration, if we can develop it, if we can produce it in vast enough quantities yeah. to give it to people every few months, um, it will help a lot of people. Of course, the concern there is that, you know, that helps people with health insurance. Right. It there really leaves a whole yeah. bunch of people in the dust. Yeah. And that's where the whole well, we need a good treatment part comes in. And that in, is but. also where, I mean, that's also where herd immunity comes into play, though. Because the idea of herd immunity, as it has been yelled about on the news a bunch, is enough people will get it and then we'll be fine, uh, which isn't happening. But... The actual, the way we normally apply the term herd immunity around vaccines is enough of you get the vaccine that the disease can't spread. So as long as enough people, I, I hate that this sentence is coming out of my mouth. This country sucks. As long as enough people have health insurance, we should be fine. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, <laughs> the the problem here is what that means is jobs that, are connected to health. Well, insurance it's it's going to be it's, are losing it's their going jobs. to become endemic in yes, poorer yes, communities. Yes. Well, um, and it already kind of has. We've exactly, already seen exactly. that be the problem. The death rates are absurdly oh, high God. in certain demographics. Val, guess it's, which demographics those are? It's disgusting. It's just disgusting. Like if this. If you didn't fucking believe in socialized healthcare before, man, you probably should after this. Um, anyway, uh, let us know when you might be comfortable going back to the parks because we really are. We're struggling with this because, again, part of it, too, isn't even how Disney's doing, but it's how are the airlines doing. JetBlue and American Airlines just announced some sort of funky partnership a few days ago. Um, It didn't seem like a merger. It was just more like, we'll run some flights in each other's terminals at places. No, I don't think in Providence. I think it was mostly like, so we can do more in New York and stuff. But 
but they don't have our flight, you know, like it's that, it's that stuff. Do they have the flights that we want to take? What are their safety measures? Are they actually abiding by them? So that's the kind of stuff that I'm concerned about right now. Uh, let us know when you're thinking that you're going to be comfortable going back where roughly you're from, if that's, uh, you know, a factor like if you could if we could drive three hours then maybe we'd go for a day or something very carefully very distanced and three months from now if it didn't spike again you know like just rent an rv it'll be fine (laughs) but those would change the time frame some so i'm interested if anyone has kind of done some of this analysis for themselves and what you think and when you want to go back yeah also i don't think anybody that we know of as uh active listeners to this podcast have gone, but if you've gone, let us know. Oh, and let, let us, us know, know how how it was. Let us know. So an interesting piece of news from last week or so that could be outdated already, but I don't know, uh, is that you could renew annual passes, but not buy new ones. <laughs> I mean, this kind of makes sense to me, right? Because they don't want people buying yeah. passes new that they may not be able to actually fulfill the the agreement on. Especially because if you buy them, like, they're probably worried about getting everybody's value out of their annual passes right now. Just because if everyone with an annual pass booked a vacation right now, not everybody would be able well, to go to the park. Well, you can't go, right. And, but so. I, I do wonder, like, there are people who live close enough that, like, they'd be able to take advantage of it enough. So yep. it's interesting that they're not doing any. Um, they did, I guess, since the last time we, we podcasted, they did also do the extend park close number of months plus one month. What? I'm now wondering if the, the like, Costco ones that that we got or whatever it was Sam's Club. Sam's Club that's what it was if those still exist they don't okay no the Sam- so the Sam's Club annual passes disappeared uh after that bunch ran out and they didn't to my knowledge okay. they haven't been doing a so piece at a, a discounted rate anyway yeah. I don't think it was meant to, it was just like they just weren't selling them through Sam's Club anymore the last time I checked um but I do think I'm 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 glad that they extended them not just the four months the park was closed. Right. But I am a little bit again annoyed that they did an extra month. I'm like, okay, so does that mean that by mid-August you're gonna have park hopping back again? Cause without park like the thing is, without evening shows and without long hours, that all sucks, yes, and does mean you're not getting the value of your ticket. But the park hopping especially because some people will, like part of the reason you would buy um, an AP is because the park hopping ends up being expensive if you want to add that to your daily tickets. So it's like, you know, it is part of the pass and part of the thing. So to me, I'm like, okay, if I could go back right now, but I couldn't park hop, I'm not getting the value I paid for out of that AP. And they will, again, they'll refund you instead. But my hope is like, I'm like, please, God, let us get this under control um, my hope is that we could go back with this current AP, so I don't really want to cancel it. Yeah. And then, too, if I canceled it now and things got better, I wouldn't be able to get AP rates in the hotels next March or so. So, yeah. you know, it's just, it's tough. I hope that they end up kind of doing right by pass holders. Most of the pass holders I've spoken with have have kind of said the same thing of like, you know, yeah, I was kind of hoping they'd do better by us. Um, but... 
All they keep doing is sending emails about how we've kind of reopened slightly. Hey, here's all the stuff. Oh, hey, there are more reservations for pass holders available. Ooh, but, yeah, you I know. Think, <sighs> I think I am comfortable with us not getting a refund in the hopes that we'll be able to take advantage of it. And I'm also comfortable acknowledging that that means that we may lose out on that benefit. We may lose out on that money. And I, right. I think that's okay because, like, well, these circumstances are crazy. Um, and I I don't know. I, I don't know if there's something more reasonable to be expected of a business other than the fact that Disney presumably can. I know, you're making I faces at me now. I don't want reasonable. I want Disney well, magic. That's the thing is that we can we can still push for some Disney magic if we end up saying, okay, we could finally get a chunk of time two weeks after our passes would expire, um, can we please get them to extend it that, right, that right. much longer? Like, we can fight right. for that. Um, but I, I think, for me, it's just that I'm going to be, if I'm expecting to get value out of that pass, then I'm going to be anxious about it. So instead, right. I'm, I'm expecting not, right. to lose out on it right. and be okay with that on the hope that we will get to take advantage and of I it. And I got, no, I didn't. I was going to say I got some more value, but I didn't because it was only like a day or two of our November trip that we used them for. And yeah. then my January trip was only three days long. So, yep. um, but I do, I mean, the other thing is that keeping them keeps a little bit of hope there. Yep. Yep, it lets us stay a little bit connected to the magic in a way because it's still I can like still we're say still I'm an annual I'm pass an holder. annual pass holder. <laughs> but it's like it is the thing where it's not like it's it's it isn't like it's something we saved up for for a long time. Right. But that is again sort of what feels worse is it like the people who saved up for it for a while that's got to be disappointing. And frankly, some of them probably did go the route of just getting the refund. Well, and if you need to think of it a certain way, Val, then. Think of it as us not requesting a refund means that Disney is that much more likely to continue refunding other people who really can't afford to miss well, out. Well, but on they've that, been so. refund. I mean, refunding I know, is part of the program. It's not. I know. But yes, I. I just. But I mean, I want to go back so bad, and I, I just know. can't. I. That's my problem. Is I want to go back to pre-pandemic Disney, right? And that that doesn't exist. Well, like, but even watching some of the vloggers, I'm like. Because YouTube was determined to show me Resort TV yep. One, even though I had unsubscribed from them a while back. Because they, I don't remember what it was. I think they just live streamed like all the time, and it yeah, was clogging it was up just my a subscription lot of, feed. A lot of notifications and stuff. Um, yeah, and it was just like, but it showed me the day that they went for I think the AP previews, and I yep. was just like, my God, even with masks and plexiglass everywhere, like I just wish I could be there, and yep. that's what sucks is this impulse and and but i also don't understand how anyone could possibly go right now and so that's the like there's this awful cognitive dissonance of like dreaming i could be there but not feeling like i could possibly be comfortable going and that's yeah. that's what sucks so anyway this turned into a second part of the first part yeah well uh. that's our life right now coronavirus <laughs> Uh, speaking of that, our next topic is uh, Rippin' Pasta, the Mary Poppins attraction, and the Spaceship Earth upgrade. Now, I'm sure they'll come back eventually. I'm not thinking they're never going to upgrade Spaceship yep. Earth. Um, oh, and Rivers of Light. <laughs> <laughs> rivers of Disappointment. Yeah. Rivers of Sadness. I had such fucking high hopes for that thing, and I wanted to like it so much, and it just... 
It was just underwhelming, man. It, it was fine. Pieces of it were great. Yeah. But then it was just like, why the fuck are you trying to project shit on those trees? What are you doing? And the water projection didn't work as well as Fantasmic. And it was just kind of like random clip art looking shit. I just, y'all, I was disappointed by Rivers of Light. Uh, so I'm not sad that it's gone. I did hear, I think it might have been. I think it was Christine on the TTA podcast said, which congratulations on 200 episodes last week. Um, She was like, I really hope that they keep bringing the animals out, like the the stained glass looking animals on the water. And I was like, yes, agree. Like that was the best part by far. Is those flower things, like whatever. There are plenty of floats that were cool, but just like the whole show is unnecessary. Um, Sad about Mary Poppins, but I didn't actually read a ton about that. Like, was it going to be from the new Mary Poppins anyway? I don't know. We still haven't seen either of those. Ooh, so. We should do that. There are two of them. <laughs> Wait, there are two of there them? There are two of them. There's Mary... Wait. No, there's a documentary or something, right? Or is there a second one coming know. out? Or is that the... No, it's that it's... A... It's that... It's that Mary Poppins Returns is called Mary Poppins Returns. Oh. I was forgetting and thinking that was the second new one. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, I am sober, but an idiot. Um... No, but I, yeah, we haven't seen that one. But I, I wonder if they would have made it more that one than the first one. And I would want it to be the first one because I'm old. So right. like, but either way, it's it would have been nice for England, the UK pavilion to have something. Yeah, other than just like a, whatever it is, like a character meet. Big fat nothing. A couple yeah. of character meets. Yeah. Uh, a fish shop. Yeah. Rose and Crown and like the tea shop, Val. How dare you? How and the dare tea shop. you? Yes. I go to the tea shop every the year. The land of your people. Yeah. And we buy have like things that I then forget about. Fucking boxes of tea in our kitchen from that goddamn tea shop. <laughs> it's a good thing I built that nice tea shelf oh, to put it all up on. God, the fucking tea shelf. Years ago, Sam bought a crap ton of tea at Walt Disney World. Wasn't it the one? Yeah. It was the stuff you bought? Yeah. And we were like. He was all set where he was going to build a special tea shelf that you could, like, a box could go into each little cubby hole and it was going to be great. That was, like, five years ago. And, and I built never, it and it's great. He never did it. And it's a running <laughs> gag in this house about how he never fucking built the tea shelf. Now, granted, there we put a, he put up some other shelving that has room for the tea boxes. Right. It's and just, it's and it is like it's a it's a good storage solution for the tea. It's like an okay still, storage solution, oh, but cubbies would be oh, better because you could see Yeah, could, then you could see everyone. They're stacked. If in only I thought other. of that, that would be a great design for a tea shelf. It would be a, a great shelf. fucking design for a tea shelf. <laughs> anyway. So at the, UK, the next house, I'll build a tea oh shelf. God. <laughs> the UK was going to have some cool stuff happen, and it isn't going to. And again, Spaceship Earth isn't going to either. But I know there are a lot of people who are nostalgic for the Jem- Jeremy Irons Spaceship Earth, and I don't remember it. I'm assuming that I went to it, because I think we went to Epcot when I was there in 97, and I think that would have been Jeremy Irons' time, but... And I'm assuming my parents, who were interested in edutainment, yeah, would have like taken their, me on it. Jam, but, yeah. but I don't know. Um, I don't remember it. But I know a lot of people are nostalgic for that one, and we're kind of looking forward to non-Dame Judy Dench version. But eh, we're stuck for now. And I, I don't know. I, I don't really have any potential for nostalgia because of how late in life my first trip was. Right. But, Your only nostalgia potential but, is Judy Dench. But I also love her, and I'm yeah, I I'm love fine. That version, I'm so. fine with this. I'm fine with that part. Um, and again, especially because I'm sure they're going to do it later, so that's that's a thing. Yep. But I don't think that we've seen the last of the closures of stuff. I do think that 
We're going to continue seeing things get put off, renovations get put off, new attractions get put off. I think it's just going to be a thing that happens. I think the budgeting is going to, you know, budgeting took a hit. Yep. Because there isn't money for stuff because there haven't been guests for four months. So um, Disney is not a fucking dying corporation because of it by any means, but it does mean that they're going to put less capital to improvements and more you know, focus on making money back. So, yep, especially, and, and it is important to all of us that they are financially responsible because the last thing that we want is right. for them to be purchased by Apple or something. I don't want to, f- I don't fucking know. like this Disney will be bought by Apple narrative that keeps being brought <laughs> up. I hate it. I don't want it. I don't like it. I no. think it's only because it's one of the only companies that people could even imagine having the resources to do it, you know? You don't think Bezos wants Bezos World? Uh, he could totally fucking. Do no, it. he's trying to go to space. He, as a person, could just buy the whole Disney. That's company. so disgusting, it's but disgusting. it's true. It's gross. I hate it. Thanks. I hate it. It's time. For the silly shit in Disney films corner. I'm just happy to hear that again. It's oh been so God. long. Oh my God, we haven't even done one in so Yeah, long. we've just had like, like instead of episodes of a podcast, we've just had bitch sessions. Basically. And <laughs> I, I don't know how many listeners we've lost as a result of just bitching about the Rona. Four of our 12 but, listeners. Ooh. <laughs> um, so this one's been on our list for a long time, but it wasn't crossed off. So I'm going to say we didn't talk about it. Uh, in Zootopia, when Judy catches Nick on all of the stuff he was doing and he has an excuse for every single one, she's like, you told them that was Redwood. And he's like, red wood, wood that is red. As they're winding down the street and she's trying to kind of hold him accountable for being a career criminal. She definitely could have fucking nailed him with a health violation because he melted the popsicle like the the jumbo pop on a roof there i mean we don't really see birds but presumably there are birds and insect life in this universe he melted it down a roof through a rusty gutter into a jar before making it into the little popsicles for the lemmings so she could have nailed him with a fucking health code violation even with all the other stuff that he had excuses for because ew gross and we do have some precedent for that because of the elephant ice cream scene. Yeah, where, there is literally you know, precedent that health codes exist. Right. But I am wondering if they are significantly more per- permissive because, so, I have a theory. God damn it. Right? So, my, my, my thought is... I don't miss having heard that. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm just wondering, like, you know... Dogs eat their own poop and they don't get that sick, right? So, like, are non are, are humans just the crappy immune system mammals? And I mean, yes. all of the non-humans are just like they're so used to eating dirt and you know licking roofs anyway that it yeah. it doesn't really matter that much. It's not it's not as significant. Whereas, like, there are still viruses and you know presumably some. Some types of contamination that, you know, a trunk might, might be scarier. Like other mammals may be more dangerous to your health than just some bacteria on a roof because, 
you know, what are bacteria to a, you know, a, a mammal, a another lemming. mammal's. A business lemming. A business okay. lemming. Business yeah. lemmings. They look like hamsters, not lemmings, but they're lemmings as evidenced by their behavior. Fun fact. Fun fact. The reason most people believe that lemmings will follow each other off of cliffs is because Walt Disney misrepresented that in a nature documentary. <laughs> and I think even maybe like forced that footage. There's this thing that my mom, have I talked about this on this podcast before? I don't There's know. this thing my mom says all the time when we're watching nature documentaries. All scenes, whether actual or created, represent authenticated fact. It's part of a disclaimer that they they put at the end of nature docs because a lot of that footage nowadays with planet Earth, not so much. I don't think. I mean, I trust them. They're, they still construct a lot there's of footage. Some, right. But, but back in the day, they used to sort of construct scenes so that they could get footage that they wouldn't otherwise be able to get in the wild, whether because the cameras weren't as good or they didn't have access or they didn't have funding or whatever it was. So they would play this disclaimer that like, even if we made these scenes up, it's behavior that happens in the wild, we promise. Yeah. And Disney's documentary, I don't think I've been far predated that that was back when he did some nature documentaries sort of early on um and <laughs> that it was a disney documentary that perpetuated the lie that lemmings um fall off of cliffs like follow each other off of cliffs so it's it's interesting well, because that's, that's a really big spider <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the the thing though is that if you are recording actual events and then piecing them together in editing in a way that makes those events right. consumable, that's one thing. If you are constructing events to match your understanding of how nature works, then you can still be wrong. Right. That's but the problem. But it was problem, just so funny you know? because I, I think, did I mention this? I might have mentioned this before. Because it does, it almost makes it feel like it's a callback. Right. Like it almost makes it feel like that was a callback on their part of being like. It, it could have been. Maybe maybe there was someone who was, uh, you know, they, they pulled in some sort of nature nerd as a, you know, consultant or something like yeah. as a, you know, for, for Zootopia. And they're like, Hey, you know, it would be really funny. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's, that's my, that was my dumb muscle. Shut up down there from the corner. I like how half of them are Zootopia these days. I, I feel mean, like. there's it a is, lot of shit in there. There's so, there's so much to unpack in there, yeah. but it makes sense. It's like Zootopia and cars. Yeah. Are like the big ones. The two I weird feel ones. Like. Yeah. Just because I have so many questions about those worlds because of the notable absences. Yep. So. Agreed. It's kind of like why there's one single bird in Animal Crossing that's a bird bird, not a character bird. And you're like, or why the fuck? two. Two. There's the yellow bird during the day and the animal. Or maybe night. they're the same. Oh, for bird fuck's sake. Because you only see this one. This is at not a time. silly shit in Animal Crossing Corner. <laughs> That's not... Oh, I'm sorry. I'm on the wrong podcast. <laughs> Fuck you. Uh, so that's been our show. <laughs> Slightly more on track than it was for a bit a there. A little bit but more. But not the most. Um, again, if you want to let us know when you think you'll be going back to the parks if you have any feedback about their changes or anything like that uh feel free to send it to us by tweeting us at board and sassy uh on twitter you can email us at board at gmail.com you can go to board and and click contact and put in info in the contact form and we will happily address your feedback on the show 
Uh, so feel free to write us in and thank you for listening. Bye. Bye. Or not. <laughs> I almost said turn up frozen. <laughs> that's no, incorrect. That's Elsa. <laughs> Mine's name is Elsa. My air conditioner's name is Elsa. Hello and welcome. Hello. 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 Wait, did you see the video of H? I sent you that. Never mind. Which one? Of H. John Benjamin freaking out about Flickr, seeing a Flickr. Anyway, let's do a podcast. Hey.